What time is it? What time is it? Time is it? Time is it? Time is it? Welcome to the ABI 1.0 Podcast. I'm your host, Terry Thompson. Antipodes are points on the Earth's surface that are diametrically opposite to each other, meaning that a straight line connecting them would pass through the center of the Earth. For example, the antipodes of New Zealand's lower North Island lie in Spain. In this podcast episode, we're going to explore what lies opposite some famous locations in the world. We're going to dig deep into the mysteries of the antipodes. What would you find if you drilled a hole through the earth and came out the other side? Would you end up in China, as some people might think, or would you be surprised by the ocean, a desert, or a frozen continent? And what about the people, culture, and history of these antipodal places? How different or similar are they to their counterparts on the other side of the globe? Join me as I travel to the antipodes and discover some amazing facts, stories, and trivia along the way. Besides, the word itself is kind of fun to say. Antipode. Antipode. When I was growing up, Oh, as a young child near the panhandle of Texas, a little town called Vernon, there wasn't a lot to do when you were a little kid. I got into digging holes in the backyard, and when my parents were looking for me, I was usually digging holes, as they put it, going to China. It got me to thinking later on, would I have wound up in China? Well, after further investigation, it would have been the middle of the Indian Ocean. However, that doesn't speak for my present location on the uh, coast of Texas. What does lie opposite me here in what I like to call Cahoots, Texas? Hey, have y'all finished digging that hole yet? We've been digging for six months and all I got is blisters. Well, why didn't you say something? Here, use this magic drill I purchased from Harbor Freight. It was on sale, guaranteed to make it through the earth in no time. Well, it looks as though we're in the Indian Ocean Island nation of Mauritius. I'm glad you weren't off on the hole. I really didn't feel like swimming. (laughs) 
I believe it's time to see what the other side has to offer. Few people I've met are as diverse and multilingual as the people of... Mauritius! And that's because there's no indigenous population. locals are mostly descendants of India, France, Great Britain, Madagascar, and China. My ancestors came from India mostly, and France, and Africa. My ancestors came from India, Africa, China, and Great Britain. Their faces make up every shape, size, and color, and it's cool to witness them all coexisting peacefully as one nation. We are Mauritians! Hello! As far as religion goes, it breaks down to about 15% Muslim, 25% Roman Catholic, and 52% Hindu, making Mauritius the only country in Africa with Hinduism as the main religion. And whenever one religion has a holiday, the entire country celebrates it, like Diwali or Christmas or the end of Ramadan. That's why there are about 20 holidays every year in Mauritius. Their culture and lifestyle has absorbed pieces from their former colonization countries. So this is a such as driving on the left side of the road from the British, their tasty spices from the Indians, and the foundation of their language, Creole, from the French. Speaking of languages, almost everyone in Mauritius speaks at least three languages fluently, Creole, French, and English, and a fourth is commonly spoken, such as Hindi, Tamil, or Mandarin. Now we speak English. But perhaps the best part about Mauritius's diverse culture can be seen in its food, particularly street food, which CNN ranked as the top 10 best in the world. Iceland noodles, mm -hmm. made by myself. How many years have you been cooking this food? Oh, it's 60 years. When I am at five years old, I sit with my father on the roadside mm. at night. Every dish came here from overseas, mostly India or China or East Africa, and has transformed into its own Mauritian style. Now we are leaving the Indian area and entering the Chinese one. Sesame cake with sweet potato, uh, rice flour and black lentils. Chinese dumplings. Chicken shushu wrapped in rice flour and fish bowl. So now, when you think of Mauritius and its culture, don't forget about the diversity that comes along with it. Although there are some similarities to my present location, I'm near water, near the Gulf of Mexico, and they're in the Indian Ocean. Uh, that's pretty much where the similarities end. They have some really unique and interesting underwater features. The underwater waterfall illusion in Mauritius is a popular natural phenomenon that gives the appearance of an underwater waterfall flowing beneath the surface of the ocean. However, it is important to note that this is not an actual waterfall, but rather an optical illusion created by the unique geography of the area. The illusion is located off the southwestern tip of Mauritius, near the Le Monde Brabant Peninsula. It can be best observed from an aerial viewpoint, such as from a helicopter or a high vantage point on land. In the enchanting paradise of Hawaii, the sun-kissed shores lapped by crystal-clear turquoise waters invite visitors to immerse themselves in a world of natural beauty and tranquility. With its lush rainforests, majestic volcanoes, and vibrant culture, Hawaii's truly a tropical haven that captures the hearts of all who venture to its shores.
Well, what if I told you that on the other side of the world, tucked away in the vast plains of sub-Saharan Africa, lies an antipodal location to this Hawaiian paradise? Welcome to Botswana, a land of breathtaking landscapes and incredible wildlife encounters. Things you may not know about Botswana. After gaining its independence in 1966, Botswana has held democratic elections and is Africa's oldest surviving democracy. 38% of Botswana's territory is protected as national parks, sanctuaries, or reserves. When Botswana's flag was created in 1966, it was designed to contrast with the flag of South Africa to protest its apartheid regime. The currency of Botswana is called the pula, which literally means rain. So if you make it rain there, you really mean it. A country of slightly over 2.3 million people, Botswana is one of the most sparsely populated countries in the world. It's essentially the nation-state of the Swana who make up 79% of the population. About 11.6% of the population lives in the capital and largest city, Gaborone, formerly one of the world's poorest countries with a GDP per capita of about $70 per year U.S. in the late 1960s, it has since transformed itself into an upper-middle-income country with one of the world's fastest-growing economies. And with it being landlocked and 70% of its land area being taken up by the Kalahari Desert, I definitely think it counts as a definite opposite to Hawaii. As a matter of fact, if you were to try to find the opposite of most of the continental United States, it would be in the Indian Ocean, with few exceptions. What about uh, places like Washington, D.C., though, our nation's capital? If we were to drill that hole, would we find ourselves, and all these politicians and congressmen and senators and everything, underwater? Well, let's see. Missed it by that much. It appears as though we're in Australia, the land down under. Augusta, a town in Australia, Western Australia as a matter of fact. Augusta is a town on the southwest coast of Western Australia, where the Blackwood River flows into Flinders Bay, and it's the nearest town to Cape Leeuwin, the furthest southwest corner of the Australian continent. It has a population of about 1,100 people, and it's known for its historic lighthouse, whale-watching, and carry forests. And it's home to Western Australia's largest show cave, Jewel Cave, which features stunning formations of stalactites, stalagmites, helictites, and flowstones. What do you know? Something in that town just for show. Wait a second. That's exactly like Washington, D.C. and Congress, if you get my drift. I'll make sure to leave a link to the Antipodal app that I use to find these different locations. It's pretty fun. But right now we need to take a short break, pay the light bill. Now why they say light bill? needs to pay all the bills. We'll investigate uh, what lies on the opposite side of the planet from some well-known locations when I return.
I'm back here in Kentucky at the Wild Turkey Distillery, and I want to let you in on a little something. The folks here and I have created a new small batch burger, Wild Turkey Long Branch, refined with Texas mesquite charcoal for smoky sweetness. It is my favorite bourbon on the planet. Wild Turkey Long Branch. Real bourbon, no apologies. Are you feeling sluggish and slow like a turtle in a shell? You don't have to drag your feet anymore with the help of Token Turtle CBD in Aranda's Pass, Texas. Their store offers a wide range of CBD options including flour, pre-rolls, edibles, relief rubs, vapes, and more to help you move and groove with ease. And the best part? CBD has been known to help with skin issues, inhibit cancer cell growth, stress, anxiety, PTSD, epilepsy, and even lower your A1C. So say goodbye to sluggishness and hello to a new zest for life. Visit Token Turtle CBD at 361 South Commercial Street, Suite F, or check out their website at shoptokenturtles.com to learn more. You can even give them a call at 361-434-0063 if you just have any questions or just want to chat with the friendly staff. So why not come out of your shell and see what all the fuss is about? Token Turtle CBD is available seven days a week from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., so there's always time to give them a try. Plus, who knows? Maybe you'll discover your inner Zen turtle. I want to be a turtle. A day, B, 1.0 podcast. We really like to hear from our listeners. Email or voicemail. Also, check out our Facebook page. Surf's up. Got a boogie. Stockholm, the capital city of Sweden, is a vibrant and picturesque city characterized by its stunning architecture, picturesque waterways, and rich cultural heritage. Known as the Venice of the North, Stockholm is built on 14 islands connected by a network of bridges, offering breathtaking views and a unique blend of historic charm and modern sophistication. Aside from its physical beauty, Stockholm has also played a significant role in international peace accords. The city has served as a venue for various peace negotiations and diplomatic conferences throughout history. After all, it's also the home base of the Nobel Prize. But if we punched a hole through the earth, what would we find on the other side?
and we find ourselves in Watinji in the North Island of New Zealand. Yeah, it's a place that's also famous for a peace treaty. <laughs> One that didn't stick. It was between the indigenous Maori and the European settlers that were showing up. <laughs> we all know how that stuff turns out. The Maori are the indigenous people of New Zealand who arrived from Polynesia around the year 1300. They developed their own culture and lived in small, tribal communities. Europeans began settling in New Zealand in the late 18th century, leading to conflicts with the Maori. The Treaty of Waitangi was signed in 1840, but conflicts continued, resulting in the New Zealand Wars. The Maori population declined, but there has been a resurgence of Maori culture and language in recent decades. Today, the Maori are recognized as a distinct cultural group, and efforts are being made to promote their language, culture, and traditions. Well, here's an odd thought. I've been known to have them from time to time. When I was digging as a child, like I said, people said, you're going to wind up in China. I got to thinking to myself, what do they tell Chinese kids digging holes? Where are they going to wind up? Well, fortunately, it is a landmass. And it is an area of the world that people like to escape to. You know what I mean if you're a uh, conspiracy theorist on World War II. Have you guessed it yet? Why, it's Argentina! Don't cry for me, Argentina The truth is I never left you All through my wild days My mad existence I kept my promise Don't keep your distance Argentina, known for its tango, passionate football culture, stunning landscapes, and world-class beef, holds a lesser-known historical connection. After World War II, Argentina became a destination for some former Nazis fleeing Germany. There were rumors flying that even Adolf himself uh, decided to take a South American trip rather than commit suicide in his bunker. Argentina itself has been known to have a couple of dictators, Juan Perón being one. That's where the musical Evita came from. And they have some really strange citizenship laws. If you're from Argentina, you cannot give up your citizenship ever. The reason? The state of Argentina cannot under any circumstances take away your citizenship, not even if you ask for it. And that's a problem, because some countries, like Austria, require you to renounce your old citizenship to get theirs. What does Argentina do? We hand you a piece of paper saying, Argentine citizenship can never ever be renounced, pinky swear, and send you on your way. For Austria, that's good enough. For other countries, it might not be. So your way to many A1 country-only citizenship might be blocked. But even if you do get a new citizenship, you still stay a citizen of Argentina forever. Of course, it goes without saying that the North Pole and South Pole are antipodes of each other. But they're different in other ways, other than being on opposite ends of the Earth from each other. For instance, the North Pole is, well, it's in an ocean, surrounded by land and people. The South Pole 
is on land surrounded with ocean with very few people unless you consider the conspiracy theories about Nazi secret bases aliens and the like who knows I won't get into that that has the makings of a whole other episode of course not all antipodes are just tied to major cities or continents land masses sometimes antipodes can be connected with a major cataclysmic event I'm speaking of the asteroid that uh, wiped out the dinosaurs yeah for every action there's an equal opposite reaction what happened on the other side of the earth that'll help let us know just how big of a punch it was the world ain't all sunshine and rainbows it's a very mean and nasty place and I don't care how tough you are it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it you me or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life but it ain't about how hard you hit it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward how much you can take and keep moving forward and a mighty punch it was specifically researchers argue that the impact likely triggered most of the immense eruptions of lava in India known as the Deccan Traps, explaining the uncomfortably close coincidence between the Deccan Traps eruptions and the impact, which has always cast doubt on the theory that the asteroid was the sole cause of the in-Cretaceous mass extinction. So, how hard did Earth get hit? Well, it appears pretty hard. The equivalent that I could think of to compare it to would be getting hit in the face so hard you spit your teeth out your butt. Oh my. What is Earth's antipode in the galaxy? You know, the solar system. Well, the Milky Way galaxy is symmetrical, so there's no one specific point at the opposite side from our solar system. However, if you were to draw a line through the center of the galaxy and continue it on the other side, the closest point to that line on the opposite side of the galaxy would be in the constellation of Sagittarius. This is because our solar system is located in the Orion arm of the Milky Way, which is located near one edge of the galaxy. So if you were to look at a map of the galaxy, the opposite side would be located in the opposite direction of the Orion arm. What? Did you think I was going to say the mystery planet Nibiru? <laughs> no, that's another episode again. As global exploration opened up the far reaches of the planet, the notion of being above and or below another place on Earth continued to intrigue geographers. There is, in fact, a small, uninhabited island named Antipodes, some 500 miles southeast of New Zealand. It was originally called Panantipodes by its British discoverers since it is near the Antipode of London, England. The name has since been shortened, leading some to think that Captain Waterhouse of the HMS Reliance had mischarted it in 1800. He did not. I suspect he was simply loath to mention that it was actually antipodal to the coast of Normandy in France. Antipodes seem to have a particular significance for humans. Perhaps that's because a pair of antipodes are as far away from each other as any two places can possibly be in this world. 
the ends of the earth, if you will. That is certainly one way to measure the limits of our existence. In a world that often feels divided, the concept of antipodes reminds us that despite our differences, we are all interconnected, sharing the same planet and finding our place within it. It's a gentle nudge to embrace the notion that even in the most distant corners of the earth, we can discover common ground and forge meaningful connections. So as we continue our own explorations, let's remember the spirit of the antipodes. Let's seek out new perspectives and find a light in the unexpected. And of course, let's not take ourselves too seriously along the way. After all, a little dose of humor can go a long way in reminding us to savor the journey and find joy in even the most peculiar corners of our world. Well, that's gonna do it. I'm Terry Thompson. This is the ABI 1.0 podcast. See ya. Process complete.